3: This is my guys of the desert with Stormy Bon Tony on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Hello and welcome into my guys in the desert lookout weekend. Happy Friday. We are live from downtown Las Vegas, just outside of Circus Sportsbook. Stormy Tony with you for the next hour. Already got a good MLB result in the books to start the day. The Mets coming through on the run line and the first five. We'll have some more MLB for you in just a little bit. Also, big news in the NBA with regards to the play-in games. We will break down both of those at length with Will Hill, host of the New York City cast here in just a few minutes. Uh, Chris Andrews of the South Point Sportsbook. Also going to join us like he does every Friday. And then at the end of the hour, we're going to talk a little stick and puck as well. Some NFL draft with our guy Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings. But let's jump into the news and notes. Things you need to know on this Friday with our top five stories. Starting with, like I said, the big news in the NBA play-in. Los Angeles Clippers star Paul George testing positive for COVID-19. Will not play in tonight's win or go home game against the New Orleans Pelicans in the league's health and safety protocols. What was a four-point spread this morning? Very quickly down to a pick'em. I'm now seeing L.A. as a one-point dog. Total was as high as 217, now 215 and a half, and just a significant blow to a Clippers team who won six of their last eight games with PG-13 back in the lineup. He dropped 34 in their loss to Minnesota on Tuesday. Winner will go on to face the Phoenix Suns next. Number two, as for the Eastern Conference battle for the eighth seed here, the Atlanta Hawks, the two-point favorites at Cleveland, taking on the Cavaliers, total 223. Cleveland All-Star center Jarrett Allen looking like he may play tonight, barring a setback in warm-ups. Allen hasn't played since breaking his left finger in March, early March against the Raptors John Collins however ruled out on the other side for Atlanta again the Hawks three and one in the season series including a 24 point win their last meeting March 31st Cleveland though five and one ATS their last six home games against Atlanta the top seeded heat will await the winner and notable in that one Bam Adebayo in health and safety protocol still as of today other notable player updates Luka Doncic has been ruled out for game one uh, of the Maverick series against the Javs at Jazz after leaving last week's game earlier this week's game with left calf sprint drain ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski adding this morning there's still legitimate concerns about his status for game two as well and that's an absence that's potentially playoff altering Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brudson um, could replace some of his production but it's going to be tough Jazz a five-point favorite in Dallas for the season opener Steph Curry meanwhile is on track to play after the scrimmage yesterday looking to get out there in the opener against the Nuggets after um, Um, that scrimmage steve kerr saying to media that even if curry does go he's going to be on a minutes restriction warriors a six and a half point favorite game one against denver on saturday in the nfl the top available free agent on the market cornerback stefan gilmore has agreed to a uh, 23 million dollar contract 14 million guaranteed to the Indianapolis Colts. He's the second veteran addition, actually, to the Colts secondary this week, joining Rodney McLeod, who was signed on Thursday, the 2019 NFL Defensive Player of the Year, five-time Pro Bowler, most recently arriving in Indy from Carolina, where he was traded by the Pats. And struggled through injuries all of last year. Only played half of the season. Usually not starting when he did play. But at his best, we know one of the best corners in the NFL. Indy thinks he's got more in the tank. The Colts win total, by the way, 9.5. And, and they did see some movement after adding Gilmore in their division odds. They were a plus-120 co-favorite in the AFC South with the Titans after they added Matt Ryan. Now the plus-105 standalone favorite. 22-1 to one shot to win the Super Bowl. And Gilmore, a 50-1 to one shot to win Defensive Player of the Year yet again. And last one here. Big news in the NA. Welcome back, Carey Price to the Montreal Canadiens. The goaltender will make his first start since July's Stanley Cup final last year as the Habs play host to the New York Islanders. His prolonged absence from the team started just weeks after that series ended. uh, First due to off-season knee injury but uh, had to have surgery. Later it extended to the beginning of this season when he left for treatment for what he referred to as long-standing issues with substance abuse. Voluntarily uh, entered the NHL's player assistance program, but a former Hart Trophy, Vesna Trophy winner, plus 130 home dog in his debut tonight against the Isles, New York, a minus 155 favorite at Bell Center. Time now, as promised, to welcome in our guy Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on Twitter, host of the New York City cast, That was a lot of news I just spit out there. Um, But the biggest news of the day, Will, no doubt, with regards to the play-in, Paul George not going to be available. How much does that impact this Clippers team? We already saw it immediately with regards to the line.
4: It's huge. It's really big. And just when you think you're out of this COVID stuff, something like this pops up at an inopportune time. It's just unfortunate for the Clippers. I kind of think the Pelicans are going to beat them now. I just think, you know, you, you roll out McCollum, and uh, Ingram, this team's really been playing well. You got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, they were three and sixteen. A lot of teams, you know, throwing the towel, we'll tank, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll rebuild, we'll get our draft pick, and we'll just, you know, come back next year. Uh, I think you got to favor the Pelicans here. The Clippers really, I, I think, are going to be kicking themselves. Mm-hmm. They had Minnesota dead to rights the other night. It just ran some bad offense. Kind of took their foot off the gas. Now they're in a situation where uh, they're playing a pretty good Pelicans team, and I think a Pelicans team that might beat them.
2: The one thing I think that does at least work in the Clippers' favor, I mean, obviously not favor when you're not having your best player out there on the court, but the fact that he did miss 51 games this year, they did have to learn how to survive without him throughout the course of the year. Can revert back to that a little bit. Do have Norman Powell in the lineup. Do you think that at least helps even things out a little bit?
4: It does a little bit. Uh, the question is, you know, how you handle Val Do you try to go big with Zubats and try to, you know, just put your better defensive team out there? he just saying, you know what we're going to put as much offense as much shooting as we can and we're not going to worry about Valentinus you know we'll try to double him get the ball out of his hands i i kind of think they should go with the shooting and just try to get their best offense out there it's just again without george who you know can, can be a weapon on both sides of the ball i, I do think uh, I, I would give the Pelicans an advantage here.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. Valanchunas has been a force inside, and you mentioned Brandon Ingram and McCollum. They're just been absolutely incredible with their shot generation. Do you have any thoughts on the total? The under four and one these teams' last few meetings, and we've seen it be an under-heavy play in so far.
4: Yeah, I would lead for, lead under, uh, lean under, just because you know circumstances of the game, similar to you know we saw the unders do well in the NCAA tournament. This is it. This is a game seven. This is a one and done. So I think it's just natural to be a little more deliberate on offense. You know, you're not going to take quick shots. You're not going to take bad shots. You're going to be careful. You're going to run your stuff. And then just effort intensity on defense, I think, would be at an all time high with a chance, you know, to go to the playoffs here. So. Uh, Would lean towards under here just because of the circumstances of the game.
2: All right, the first game that we do have tonight, Hawks at Cavs, 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. Atlanta, a two-point favorite total in this one, 2.23. I'm high on Atlanta, but I do understand Cleveland is at home. They have the rest advantage. They're getting a little bit healthier, it looks like, with Allen potentially back in the lineup tonight. What's your view on that one?
4: Do we have word on Collins? Because, you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of Allen. sounds like he's going to try to go. Uh, I think, you know, while both guys are uncertain – uh, I think the Cavs need Allen more than the Hawks need Collins in this matchup. Uh, as just an aside, I think they should make the 9-10 winner play on no rest. Make an advantage for the 7-8 seed. Don't give both these teams rest. Make the you know the 9-10 winner have to play on a back-to-back. That being said, I like Atlanta. I'm with you. I think they they win this game. and I don't know that they'll beat Miami, but I wouldn't be shocked if they took them to 6 or 7. I mean, this is a team that was, what, two wins away from the NBA Finals last year. Uh, Young, I think, will be the best player on the court tonight. I think if you look at the Cavs backcourt defensively, they don't really have a whole lot to throw at young, whether it's Garland or, you know, some of these guys Levert, it's really, it's a tough matchup for them. So I would lean towards Atlanta here. I I think they win. I think they probably underachieved to an extent this year to be the nine seed. I think, You know, you don't really see a lot of teams that go to the conference finals and act like they won a championship, kind of like Atlanta did this Mm -hmm. year. But uh, I think this is a talented team. I think they're dangerous in the next round, and I do think they beat uh, Cleveland tonight.
2: Yeah, I love the playoff experience from last year. As you mentioned, this is a team that can drop 130 on any given night. I'm a big fan of Trey Young, despite despite me rooting for his unders in the last game. Okay, I did. I will admit that I did do that, and he cashed for me. But that's neither here nor there. I like the Hawks a lot tonight. Um, And with regards to John Collins, everything that I saw at least – as of right now, did have him ruled out reportedly for tonight. And Allen is going to go to warm-ups. He's still a game-time decision, but just see how that finger feels. I was listening to the New York City cast, which, of course, we are joined by Will Hill, host of that wonderful show. Uh, You did not seem too high on the Nets, though, against the Celtics. Why?
4: Uh, I keep going back and forth on this series. I think, look, I, I watch this team a lot. I follow them a lot. They're just so small. They're so bad defensively. You know, you're running out basically three point guard size guys at all times with Kyrie and Curry and Mills or Dragic And uh Curry now has a bad ankle. He only shot, I think four times the other night. That being said, I think this is a long series. Uh, I haven't made a bet on the series price. I do think we probably get to a game six or a game seven. And hell, if you get to a game seven and Durant's on one team, I'm picking that team. Uh, I I think, you know, the Nets, for all their flaws on defense, for all their size issues, they still probably have the two best offensive players in the series in Durant and Kyrie. And uh, as much as they struggle defensively, I think the stakes of the game, we saw this with Duke in the tournament, sometimes the stakes of the game help these bad defensive teams because their effort, their intensity increases a little bit. Uh, I'm afraid to pick against the Nets here. I haven't made any bets I would lean towards Nets plus four in game one. I think we're looking at a, a good series and a long series.
2: That was what I was going to ask. I was like, no, you don't have a stance on the series just yet, but game one, why do you like them game one?
4: You know, I, I just think Durant will keep him in the game. I think Williams is a huge loss for Boston, and I think, you know, once you get the Celtics in a playoff atmosphere, you can kind of trap Tatum, do whatever you got to do to get the ball out of his hands. The Celtics, other than Brown, don't have a lot of other answers other than you know Brown and Tatum it's kind of a thin offensive team you know if you're counting on smart to make shots that can be a little dicey so I think we're just looking at a a down to the wire game so I'll grab the four with the nets and this leads me into a nice little plug in uh, a plug for the uh for the city cast because I just finished recording with Iron Eagle he did a great job breaking it down so uh make sure to go to vson.com slash podcast and uh, check out what I had to say. Did a great job breaking it down.
2: Yeah, good for you. Great get for the pod. Can't wait to listen to that. One last thought, though, on this game before we have to take a quick break. Ben Simmons reportedly planning to make his season debut. They're targeting game four, five, and six. We know what he can do when healthy. But what's your thought? I feel like there's a lot of pessimism about Simmons coming into this, and now you're going to just inject him into the most important game of the year?
4: I'm skeptical. He hasn't even had contact yet. Sounds like a smoke screen. Sounds like something to just make the Celtics, you know, give him something to think about, give him something to prepare for. I have a hard time seeing him just jump into the fire here and starting to play meaningful basketball in, in the middle of the playoffs.
2: All right, Will, stick around. Make sure everybody again download the Bet River City Cast that our guy Will Hill hosts. You can also download My Guys in the Desert any show on Vison anytime, any place. Subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert pod now so you never miss a show. More with Will on the other side talking baseball, a little more NBA. Don't go anywhere.
5: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life.
3: to my guys of the desert with stormy and Tony on vsin the sports betting network
2: Welcome back here to my guys in the desert. This segment brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, they're spit-free, made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the giant-resistant lid. Place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zinn's available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six for even more enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zyn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and find Zyn nicotine pouches near you. Zyn nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Tony with you alongside Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. I got a little game for you, Will. We're calling it My Favorite Favorite. So... We're doing this MLB edition. We're going to start with division winners. Which of these division favorites are your favorite in the American League? Blue Jays, White Sox, and Astros in the NL? Mets, Brewers, Dodgers. Who's your favorite fave?
4: Well, anytime you play a game, I need to know the prizes. So I don't see any sort of prize layout here. So I'll, I'll play along anyway. We'll see what um, we can I'm do gonna later. i the White Sox just because. What's up?
2: We'll see what we can do later. I'll work it out. I'll talk to
4: Steph. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the White Sox. I just think. As soon as they take the, the field opening day, they, they win the division just because of who's around them, whether it's the Twins, the Royals, the Guardians, which I'm still not even used to saying out loud, and who am I forgetting? The Tigers are on their way, but they're not quite there yet. The White Sox are not just like a level above everybody else. They're a good two or three levels above everyone else. So they've had their issues. Giolito's hurt. He's going to miss a few starts. Doesn't sound like it's too serious. Lynn's out a month or so. That being said, their lineup is still really good. The bullpen's still pretty good. Uh, they're much better than these other teams. It's a really bad division other than Chicago. So uh, Chicago, even at minus $2 or whatever it is, probably still a, a pretty good bet to that, win that division.
2: That's all I was thinking was the price. Dang, the price. Looking at some of these MLB award-winning favorites here. AL MVP, NL MVP, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Juan Soto. For the Cy Young, Garrett Cole, Max Scherzer. Rookie of the Year, Bobby Witt Jr. or Suzuki. Which of these is your favorite favorite in the awards market?
4: i don't love any of them i'll go with scherzer just because it's the longest odds i think the mets are going to have a really good year that'll put them in the spotlight if you ever get Degrom back now maybe that hurts scherzer because you know he's not even the best pitcher on his team potentially but i'll go with scherzer just because you get the longest odds of all the ones i'm looking at plus 700. i want no part of cole at 475. soto on a bad team at plus 360. Eh, i'm not crazy about that i mean he was a hundred to one at one point last year and had a great finish and almost won it but didn't quite you know do it just because he was on a bad team and then Guerrero plus 380 I I would favor Otani still just because what he does both sides of the ball so uh, I'll go with Scherzer just because I don't love the other options and he's the longest price
2: Vladdy's just taking money because of the three home run day the other day last one here only two games on the early slate 13 still to come of the games tonight who's your favorite favorite
4: the Yankees the Yankees at Camden uh, is always a play for me now they actually struggled a little bit there last year it kind of cost them any chance to compete for the division late but historically they have just killed at that ballpark you know they get a a big following at that ballpark you know a lot of Yankee fans make the trip down to Baltimore it's a small ballpark I know they've expanded it last year but it's a small ballpark with a, a bad pitching staff on the other side Lyle's going for Baltimore who's Uh, You know, no prize himself. You know, he had over a five ERA last year, a seven ERA in the the 2020 season. Uh, The Yankee offense really hasn't gotten going yet. They had six runs opening day. Haven't had more than I think four or five since. I think tonight and this weekend, the weather's a little better here on the East Coast. Uh, I think they kind of get going here tonight and this weekend. I would, you know, minus 220 is okay. I'm okay laying the minus one and a half runs. And I even think a team total, I think it's five and a half. Over are all pretty good plays. I think the Yanks will score a good, you know, seven, eight runs tonight.
2: I have the Yanks in a parlay tonight, so let's see if the Bronx bombers can do some damage and just who with, else
4: you got them with?
2: Uh the Dodgers, the Mets, which already is locked in nice. there, and the Astros. So a little right. favorites parlay that pays out pretty good. So fingers crossed, we'll see how it goes. Um, but a just
4: five-figure parlay for Stormy. I love it. I
2: would yeah, let's let's do it. Let's move some numbers here, Will. Um uh, <laughs> with regards to uh the Camden Yards being a second home basically for the Yankees. Yankees looking into that since 2017. New York 31 and 14 at Camden. So I think that's a good run line bet, too, based on your synopsis there. What have you thought of the Yankees so far coming off that split with the Blue Jays?
4: They're good. The bullpen's really impressive. I mean, they've got three or four guys that could be closers on other teams. And, you know, with the way baseball is today, a lot of these games come down to the bullpen. These pitchers, especially early in the year, don't go more than, you know, four or five, six innings at most. So the bullpen's good. The lineup's still good between Judge, Stanton, you know, Rizzo's going to get his gallows off to a bad start, but he's going to kill bad pitching. A little shallow, you know, the guys at the bottom of the lineup, the shortstop and the catcher can't really hit, but, you know, between Cole, the bullpen, Stanton and Judge, it's still a really good team. I I put them a notch probably below Toronto. I think Toronto's loaded, but it's a good team. They really, you know, missed a a chance to improve this winter. Could have gotten Seager or Story or, you know, Correa or one of these big time shortstops. Even Freeman to put it first base, they kind of went cheap and they're still a really good team. I think, you know, 92, 93 wins. This is not like a Dodger, you know, 96, 97, 98 win juggernaut, but it's still a really good team with a good bullpen, you know, above average lineup and pretty good pitching. You know, Cortez uh, has done a nice job in the rotation. Severino really looked like the the Severino of old last night, which I think is a big key for them. Yeah, especially if Cole's not going to be the dominant Cole they expect him to be. You need that dominant guy at the top. So uh, it's a good team. They'll be in the mix like they usually are. Can they win a title? It's hard to say in April, but it's a good team.
2: Here with Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers and Will. The, the, the New York Mets, meanwhile, off to a really good 6-2 start. Probably should be 8-0 if yeah. we're being honest here. But are they the real deal? Even without DeGrom, they've looked solid so far.
4: I think so. There's a good vibe around him. I think Showalter, you know, knows what he's doing. Uh, they bring in Scherzer, even some of the other guys, Canna and Escobar and Marte have been nice additions. Now it's been a soft schedule. The two out of three in Philly is a nice job, you know, winning three out of four against Washington's not a huge deal. You know, beating Arizona today's is not a huge deal, but it's important for them to get off to a big, you know, a good start. They've had a lot of, you know, basically they've had a black cloud over the franchise the past few years, whether it's, you know, GM's getting fired for, you know, sexual harassment or, you know, drunk driving. Uh, There's just been a lot of turmoil with the Mets the last three or four years. It's important to get off to, you know, a 13 and four start where you get some good vibes. You get a nice little cushion, maybe in the NL East, the Braves haven't played great. The Phillies pitching isn't great. Marlins can pitch, but who knows if they can hit. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a good start for the Mets. Um, I think they'll be there in the end and, you know, hopefully you get to ground back sooner than later. And you can go, you know, compete for a championship.
2: I know you said that today's win wasn't a huge one, but it was for your girl because I have the diamondback season win total under. So anytime that they are losing me and our producer, Stephanie Kamershack over here fist pumping and we are pleased um, also just Mets, anybody out there. They have been a first five cash cow to start the year. Every single game been leading in that category. Anything else, though, in the MLB you like today?
4: I played a little on the Marlins. Uh, The Marlins, like I mentioned, I don't know if they have enough offense, but they're a little better on offense. You know, Soler, Chisholm's coming into his own. If they get any offense whatsoever, they're a dangerous team because they just throw a lights-out starter on the mound every day. Uh, Lopez going tonight, he's underrated. You know, he's a a weak contact machine, gets a lot of ground balls, uh, pretty good strikeout to walk. So uh, I'll lay here with the Marlins. Uh, I think they're a dangerous team with all these teams getting in the playoffs. If they get in, they are no fun to play against because they just have hard thrower after hard thrower. They have a a ton of pitching the Marlins do.
2: Uh, I know you are somebody who also has been paying close attention to the NFL draft market uh, coming up here in just a couple weeks right here in Las Vegas. What's your favorite draft bet coming up here?
4: it's kind of snuck up. It's less than two weeks away. I don't know for whatever reason, if it's baseball starting later or whatever it is, it's just kind of snuck up, but it's one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, Jamison Williams. Now you could have gotten him like eight to one to be the first receiver a couple of weeks ago. His numbers are dropping. I think he's three, four to one to be the first receiver. Now is under is 15 and a half. I can't see him last in a 16. I know there's some other really good receivers, but it sounds like the way his rehab's going he's going to be ready sooner than later. Maybe he only misses two or three games. And remember he was the number one receiver in the draft going into the title game. And when he gets hurt and that kind of, you know, hurts his stock a little obviously, but uh sounds like, you know, he'll be ready sooner than people may have imagined. And, You could see one of these teams saying, you know what? We'll live with the fact that he's going to miss two or three weeks. It's worth it, and and we'll grab him early. I think he goes in the top 10, so uh, I like the under here on Jamison Williams.
2: Wow, love that. Um, And plus 300 for him to be the first wide receiver off the board as well if you're looking for value plays there. I feel like Jamison Williams, Drake London, and Traylon Burks, I've heard their names more than Garrett Wilson for whatever reason. It's a little bit odd to me that people, maybe it's from a value standpoint that I'm hearing those names more. What do you think?
4: Yeah, they're all good. Uh, you could uh, look Alave, London, Wilson, any of them, even uh, Burke from from Arkansas. They, it's a loaded wide receiver class, which makes it interesting. Maybe some of these teams, you see, you know what? It's such a good class. I'll wait till the second round to get my guy. Maybe even the third round, I can get somebody really good. I mean, what uh, Cooper Cup went pretty late. Diggs went pretty late. You can get these receivers in the mid round. So it'll be a fascinating cat and mouse game to see, you know, uh, how these teams play in terms of you know, when they go and get their guy, I would think the Jets draft a receiver, one of these two top 10 picks, they need Wilson to succeed. They need to help him as much as they can. So I would expect the Jets to get one of these guys either at four or at 10.
2: Great stuff. And make sure everybody, you tune in to the New York City cast this year. Tell the people again who's going to be on.
4: I and Eagle, he, I it's and really Eagle. it's the hardest I've ever laughed on my own podcast. Some of his stories are absolutely hilarious. He does a good job breaking down Net Celtics on top of it. So uh com slash podcast.
2: Good get luck prepped on your up. parlay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good luck with your bets today. Also, that is Will Hill, host of the New York City cast. But make sure you check it out, get you set for the Net Celtics series coming up beginning this weekend. When we come back, fade or follow the big public plays of the night, and Chris Andrews on the program. Don't go anywhere.
3: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on V-SIN, the sports betting network.
2: Before the break, we were talking about it with Will Hill. The NFL draft is right around the corner right here in Las Vegas, and we at VEASAN are going to have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from our guy Matt Eumanns. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, is going to give his draft analysis. VEASAN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick and former Super Bowl champion Sean King, will give you insight you can bet on. Also, of course, the legendary man himself, voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, going to give his draft best bets in our betting guide. Sign up today to get Full access to v through the NFL Draft for just $19 at v slash spring. Great stuff in there. Going to take a quick look at some of the biggest public plays of the evening in fade or follow. We're going to start in the NHL. A lot of the money, 95% of handle, 88% of bets, taking the over 5.5 goals to be scored in the Canadiens-Islanders game. Carey Price, I told you in net, and I never let to, like to bet against this guy. But there's bound to be some rust here, right? And honestly, price and net or not, this Montreal defense has been leaky, young, consistent breakdowns. They've allowed 4.2 goals per game their last 10. I'm following here. Offensively, I think they keep up. And the Islanders on the second half of a back-to-back. You can see some sloppy legs. Give me some back and forth here. Follow on that one. In the MLB, Astros' money line the Mariners I already told you I have this one in my parlay I bet it's separ- separate as well so I am following here Houston looking to bounce back from a lost Arizona yesterday they've been great defensively to start the year top 10 in most categories one of the most explosive lineups in the MLB and Marco Gonzalez gave up three long balls his first start I think Houston should jump on him and while I know Seattle did just comfortably beat the White Sox they have lost four of their last five I think they drop another in the NBA tonight Oh, The Atlanta Hawks two point favorites of the Cavaliers 90% of the handle 86% of the bets backing Atlanta and so am I three for three following the public. What are we doing here? Atlanta though they thrashed Charlotte on Wednesday. We all saw it. I think they're poised for another decisive win tonight even on the road. They beat Cleveland the last three straight by an average margin of 11.7 points per game. The most recent that March 31st game that was not even close and they were on the second half of a back to back. They were supposed to be tired that game. I'm back in Trey Young and company to handle business earn the eight seed move on and give the heat everything they've got let's talk about how things are going from the book's perspective as we welcome in chris Andrews, south point, point south point sports direct sports book director. chris i cannot speak today how are you my friend good to see you
3: are you that excited to talk to me, Stormy? Holy cow, I didn't know I did that to you.
2: What can I say? I'm at a loss for words with you on the mic. Just <laughs> missed you so much. Let's talk about these NBA games coming up tonight. Pelicans and Clippers going head-to-head. How much did you guys move the line initially with the news that Paul George came down to COVID-19, will not go today, and then has there been an adjustment even still since?
3: Well, yeah, we've had quite a bit of movement on this game. We had the Clippers for... Uh, when it was announced we went to Pick'em. Uh, but then we had some Clipper money at Pick'em. So we went to Clippers one and then since then the the tides turned uh quite a bit. Uh they took the uh, Pelicans plus the one, then took the Pelicans at Pick 'em. <laughs> Excuse me. So now we're at the Pelicans minus one. Um, you know, so I mean, I see a bunch of different numbers. It all just depends on where your action is and You know what kind of an opinion your your betters have, but I see mostly pick, but I even see as high as uh, the Pelicans one and a half. So we're kind of right in the middle there at the Pelicans one. But um, you know the the ticket counts are really pretty even on the game, and money isn't that bad. Just kind of depends on where it's coming in at.
2: It's crazy to think, though. I feel like every time we think that we're out of the the COVID-19 absences yeah. and issues, we're brought right back in. What about Hawks Cavaliers? Jarrett Allen, we know, is looking to attempt to go, and he on the court makes that defensive look very, very different. Where's the money going in this game?
3: Well, you know, we, we've we been at between two and two and a half, and it looks like I'm probably ready to go back to two and a half on this game. But I'm at the Hawks, two right now. Um uh, Yeah. And and it looks like I'm probably going to wind up back at two and a half shortly. we had a lot of money line action on this game too. We've been as low as the Hawks minus a quarter and as high as the Hawks minus 45. We're right in the middle right now with the Hawks minus a dollar 35. Pick account is pretty strong though on the Hawks. I can see the public is pretty much backing the Hawks in this case. Um, I see Sarka is at one and a half and there's a couple other one and a half out there, but mostly twos on the board. That's where we're at. But like I said, I, I think we're going to wind up at two and a half shortly on this game.
2: What's the handle in general been like money coming in on these play in games? Because obviously the Lakers didn't make it and they're such a draw. What have you guys seen?
3: Uh, you know, it's been fair stormy, nothing great. Um, you know, the Lakers definitely draw a lot of action. I mean, they have, Uh, you know, a lot of LA fans, but then they have a lot of doubters out there too. It looks like the doubters uh, certainly were in the right side this year, but uh, you know, that that's absent and you know, neither one, none of these teams right now are really great public teams, even though the Clippers are from LA, they've never really captured the public's imagination like the Lakers have. So, you know, we're getting a little bit of play on these, but you know, nothing crazy, you know, know, uh, nothing's going to really set the world on fire with these games.
2: A lot of really interesting round one series, though, I think, uh, especially whether it's Nets Celtics or the the Dallas Mavericks and Utah Jazz series with Luka not being able to play in game one. Who knows when he'll be able to come back? I know they're hoping for game two, but who knows Um, what which series of these is getting the most love?
3: Okay, now that's a whole different story. Now, this is the real playoff. So, uh, then that Celtics I think is really uh, the story so far. We've had a lot of action on this one, both on the series price and on the game itself. And really, it's a tremendously intriguing matchup. The way the Celtics have come on, come on the last, uh, I guess, like what two months of the Mm -hmm. season, and now the Nets have Kyrie back, so. You know, one of the strongest, what are they, a seven seed? One of the strongest seven seeds you're ever going to see. So this is really going to be a terrific matchup. Uh, even though the Celtics are, I guess you'd put them in the legendary franchise category. You got uh, you have two great, great players on the Nets, and uh, that's really going to inspire a ton of action. And we've certainly seen that so far. And I think that's going to be a tremendously bet game and a tremendously bet series.
2: The Toronto Raptors and 76ers series, I have heard more than any other people looking to the dog in this one, not believing in the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid um, because of James Harden, because of whatever reasons it may be. Um, what do you think about the Toronto Raptors 76ers series? You tell me.
3: Well, I'll tell you, I got a lot of money on the Raptors, uh, both to win the, uh, the to win this game, to win the series, and to win the conference. We've got a lot of, Raptors money. And I can see why, you know, indeed, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, is he the best player in the league? He's certainly right up there, but Harden, I mean, that does not look like this trade has worked out very well for the 76ers at all. Um, you know, had they maybe stood pat, I, I think they would have had a little bit better chance, but they're not playing well. You know, they are the favorite, they have the home field, but uh, we're seeing a lot of Raptors money. and you know, to tell you the truth, I can understand why I I really can't. I think that there's going to be a tough, they're going to be a tough out in this first round.
2: Well, and to your point, I think Joel Embiid is clear is going to be the best player on the court out there. And if James Harden is the second best player, then that would mean that the 76ers would win. But if it's Pascal Siakam, then I think it's Toronto's to lose here potentially. And not to be underestimated as well, the Matthias Theibel story that he's not going to be able to play in Toronto because of his vaccination status. So is there one series that nobody's really touching right now? Is the Bucks-Bulls one? That's the one at least that would come to my mind because the price is probably too high to back. Milwaukee.
3: Uh, Well, you're, you're kind of right. Except a lot of people are putting in uh, the bucks in their parlays. Is this Ah. this like an automatic winner? You know what I mean? (laughs) They Figure uh, well, why not? I might as well throw like uh, one more, one more free winner in my parlay, you know, so (laughs) that's in there quite a bit, but as far as straight bets, you're right. God, I'm looking, I don't even have a single straight bet on the Bulls, and I only got a couple on the Bucks. I'm talking about for the series. Although, like I said, I do have some parlays both ways, but uh, other than that, all these series, I you know, like Jazz, Mavs, you yeah, know, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a series. Timberwolves, Grizz- Grizzlies, Nuggets, Warriors. Now with Steph coming back, you know, um, I, I'm looking forward to a great first round and a great playoffs altogether.
2: The MLB, obviously, we're finally. Game's underway. It's been a lot of fun here early. I know betters still trying to figure things out a little bit, get some trends going. But who have been some of the most popular teams that betters have been backing early?
3: Well, the backers right now, they're on the Dodgers. I mean, that's no surprise whatsoever. I mean, we kind of knew that was coming. You know, Stormy, it's really reflected in the price every day. And I mean, even if they win 100 games this year, I mean, that's like, what, 617 baseball, uh, something like that. You know, so you're you're really paying a lot of juice. I mean you're gonna cash a lot of tickets, there's no doubt. But I don't know if that's gonna overcome the juice at the end. It might. The other team garnering a lot of action so far is the White Sox. Again, not a huge surprise. I think we all knew the White Sox was gonna were gonna be really tough this year. Uh, the other one, it's been kind of a bet against and it hasn't worked out so well for the better so far, but you know, we're still in the first week of the season. But they're betting against the A's pretty much every night. Uh, you know, they, they have a lineup that's uh, re- really been depleted in the last, uh, you know, in, in the off season, So there's a lot of money showing against them. I could see that pretty much every day. But so far, they've played some decent ball. You know, we'll see how it goes. A long way to go yet. But those are the early trends that I would say that I've picked up in baseball.
2: Chris, you are awesome. Really appreciate the time. Thank you.
3: Okay. Thanks, Stormy. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That's
2: Chris Andrews. South Point Sportsbook director. See, I can say it. I am capable. Very excited for myself there, but always love chatting with Chris on a Friday. When we come back here on the program, taken by Storm, going through my official plays of the night, and Jeff Ulrich of DraftKings is going to talk through a little stick and puck, talk some NHL and a little more NFL draft. Why not? Don't go anywhere.
3: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
2: Compete for cash, even if you're not an expert with the FTX Playoffs Prediction Challenge. Join the 16-part prediction pool series and play for your share of $80,000 in total cash prizes with your playoff poops predictions. Head to DraftKings.com slash FTX now to get in on the action. FTX, the number one pick for crypto. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert, Stormy Tony with you. Time for my official picks of the night and taken by Storm. Already mentioned a couple of these throughout the program, but I am riding with the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Rock, chalk, Atlanta, Hawk, I don't know. Just got, we got chalk here Uh, for all the reasons I did mention earlier, but also just the way Atlanta's coming into this game. They've won seven of their last 10, including a dominant win or go home game against Charlotte and the Cavs. For as cool as a story as they have been limped into the postseason three and seven in that span. So give me Atlanta tonight. Also on the Astros money line at the Mariners. I think they bounce back after their loss to Arizona. And the Bats jump on Marco Gonzalez early in the NHL tonight. Florida Panthers on the 60-minute line. Um, it's juiced to minus 290 now on just those solid money lines. So, I got minus 150 on the regulation play. My puck line bet on them against the Ducks earlier this week is really all that's giving me pause. Um, instead of making that bet, just taking the safer route to protect myself. But Florida is so good on home ice. 31-6 and six on the year. They beat Winnipeg 5-3 on the road earlier this season. And this is a Jets team that's playoff hopes, even with their recent back-to-back wins, are essentially DOA right now. Dropped four of their last six games. I think they dropped. Another one tonight. And then with regards to series prices, I did one of those exactas. Bucks to beat the Bulls four games to one, plus 190 figure. Um, I, I just don't think that the Bucks sweep it, but I don't think the Bulls win more than one game either. So that's the way that I'm rolling with it. Time to continue some hockey talk, though, as we welcome in Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst at The Fantasy Grind on Twitter. Always great to have you, Jeff. How are you?
5: I'm doing great. Uh, thanks a lot for having me back.
2: Yes, of course. Uh, only two games in the NHL tonight, um, both dropping the puck at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. Would love your opinion on the game I just mentioned as well, the Florida Panthers tonight. Um, are, should I be more confident that Florida is going to dominate this game than I am?
5: Yeah, I, I think that, again, Like I think we should be more confident because I'm kind of the same as you. Like Winnipeg gives me a little pause because they've been good on the road lately, but – You look at these two teams, like Florida's first in Team Corsi over the last month. Winnipeg's 24th. Florida's got a top 10 power play. Winnipeg's got a bottom 10 penalty kill. Mark Shifley's out. Like this kind of thing, I know Winnipeg's got some playoff hopes, so this kind of feels like the end of the road. And I like your 60-minute your bet there at minus 160. I'll even throw out another bet I'm interested. I think you, you can go big with Florida and go minus 2.5 for them to cover the alt puck line at plus 150 if you're really into the Panthers tonight. I think that's the way you've got to attack the Panthers when they're at home. You know, the money lines are just so ridiculously small. But if you go to the alt lines, um, with, with the Panthers you you can still get some decent value Florida over their last eight home games five of them they've covered that minus 2.5 so at plus 150 that's kind of where I'm looking tonight with Florida
2: oh man the all line I love it I love the plus money value um, and I think and at least my hope is tell me if you agree or not but with the way that Anaheim took them to overtime that last game I would hope or imagine they'd be frustrated and want to come out with a
5: dominant performance right yeah, absolutely. I mean, like it, they, they have been a little bit, you know, they haven't been as dominant at home over the last few games. But again, like you said, you know, the, the ducks thing was probably a bit of a wake up call. I mean, a weaker team from the West coast and you've got a jets team. That's it, They're just a little bit banged up. They've kind of been riding, uh, you know, they've, 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 squeaked out some wins, but uh, this feels like a night on Friday where, you know, they, they, the, the Panthers get it back together here. So I'm pretty, yeah, again, it, the jets, Give us a little bit of pause, maybe, but I'm—I I think this is it's a spot you just got to stay in. Florida,
2: the Jets most likely not going to get into the postseason. Florida, meanwhile, obviously cemented their spot. Interestingly enough, tonight the Bruins can get in if Montreal beats the Islanders tonight uh, in right. any fashion. What do you think of this Islanders and Montreal Canadiens game tonight? Carey Price's first game in net since last year's Stanley Cup playoffs.
5: Yeah, and there's a couple different ways that I think you can you can play this narrative with 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 Carey Price. Um, you know, some people might be jumping on the Canadians. I don't hate that. That's probably not my favorite bet of the night, just because we don't know what to expect from Carey Price. And the Islanders' offense has actually been fairly good. I would rather go with the over in this game. This game did open with a a five point five total. That's gone now. You can still get the five point five total on the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's minus one thirty, but I really don't mind that. Um, The Islanders have gone over uh, in their games. The total's gone over in 17 of the last 25 games. Overall, their offense has actually been pretty good. And I think you will see the Canadians come out with a concerted effort tonight. And I think that also leads into my next bet for this game, which is you can look at some of the Canadians forwards to be a little bit busier. Cole Caulfield, over 2.5 shots on goal. It's only minus 150 this guy's playing, you know, at, at like 20, almost 20 minutes every night. We even saw in his last game, he was kind of held off the score sheet for a bit. And then he had like four shots on goal in the third period. I like Cole Caulfield. And if you're looking for parlays, uh, Sam Bennett, also on the DraftKings Sportsbook, over two and a half. He's a rest sitting around minus 160, minus 150. You can parlay both those guys for a nice little shots on goal parlay. But I definitely like the Caulfield one. The number looks short. But I think that if you're going to go with um, some, some Canadians props, you look to the over on the shots on I expect them to come out pretty fast and heavy with uh, with uh, Carey Price back in the lineup.
2: I have been a big fan on shot on goal props lately, especially with guys who are firing. And those two, you said both minus 150 prices, put those together, you get near plus 180. So really good to pair with those together when you can. Um, is there anybody here coming up with regards to the way that this postseason pushes, a lot of teams trying to get those final spots. We saw Vegas with a monster win against Calgary yesterday. They're in that chase for the final wild card spot. But teams that you're looking to fade or to buy in on over these past couple weeks?
5: Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be an interesting last few weeks. I mean, we've got narratives on both sides. I right? think like the Eastern Conference, it's almost like some teams like Pittsburgh seem to be getting stale. but And then the West, you've just got teams that are super close. So, I'm looking at a team like the Kings is a good fade target, to be honest. Uh, Drew Dowdy out. They just kind of seem to be, you know, they've had a good season They're, they, They've got some good young players, but they seem to be running out of gas. And on the other hand, I, I would keep riding the Vegas right until the bitter end. You know, like right until the final game of the season. Mark Stone is back. I think that is such a huge thing for them. I wasn't shocked at all. They pulled off the upset last night. Um, and, and I think that you're going to see this team potentially come try, try and win out and, and come close to winning out. Also like the way the Oilers rebounded there. So you're looking at the standings, if there is another team to fade up top, you know, the Calgary Flames been riding really good goaltending from Markstrom all year. He's, he's dipped a little bit and, and their team, you know, maybe, maybe it's just that they've, they've secured a playoff spot so early, but they're looking a little stale. I don't mind fading the flames, um, much like kind of like the penguins on, on the Eastern conference here. Uh, in, in the at least in the short term until we get to the playoffs. And then we'll see uh, what the matchups are.
2: No, love that insight. And with regards to Mark Stone, I think something that people forget about a lot, in addition to him being a captain and a leader and all the things he does on both sides of the ice, he also helps redistribute those lines for the Golden Knights in a big way. So very important yep. in a number of aspects. Uh, let's talk a little NFL draft. Uh, one really popular play that we've talked about here on the network a good bit is over the five and a half wide receivers prop to be taken in the first round. That price has skyrocketed so we're looking yeah. for some value back are there any position groups that have stood out to you that there is still a good price on
5: yeah absolutely um and and you know i'm not shocked to see that the the, the wide receiver uh number has gone up this is a really deep wide receiver class but um you know DraftKings again you can go through all the positions and cornerback um is is one uh, i i actually really like looking at um you know there, there's there's a lot of quality cornerbacks as well. And a lot of teams deep in the first round, teams like the bills, the Patriots, they're going to be targeting. uh, There's a good chance that a lot of these elite teams who've already got kind of their, you know, already made a big splash kind of in the, um, in, in like the skill department, they're going to be looking at guys like, um, you know, like Trent McDuffie later in the, in the first round. And, Um, So I I like going over on four and a half cornerbacks picked in the first round. You're getting plus 120 uh, the last time I looked. That's to me a really, really solid bet. Probably one of my favorite on the board right now. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think cornerback is one of those positions. Just not going to get talked a lot, but it's going to be popular, especially when you get to the tail end of that draft. And there are a lot of uh, cornerbacks with first round grades. There's, There's potentially up to seven of them. So go take the over on the cornerbacks. There's still some juice there, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, love a plus price when you can find it and you've been doing the research. You know who's in all of these mock drafts, who's going where. So um, love that insight as well. Everybody wants to know who's going number one. Everybody wants to know who's the first quarterback off the board. What you got?
5: I like Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I think Ooh, that there is. Hot take I, alert. I mean, I, I, yeah, look, I mean, I'm, if I remember correctly, Desmond Ritter was plus 2,500 to go as uh, the first quarterback select on the DraftKings Sportsbook about last week. He's now plus 1200. Um, if you look at the top four quarterbacks, obviously we really have no standout. You know, Kenny Pickett by a lot of people were by a lot of people's metrics has, you know, he's been the, the number one rated quarterback, but Desmond Ritter to me is the most pro ready. He's got the quickest release. He's not going to take sacks. He's got the mobility. The guy reeled off like a 90 yard touchdown run. I think that when teams bear down and look at Ritter, they're going to see the most pro ready quarterback. And he's got a very good shot of catching the apple of someone's eye and going first overall. So I love that plus 1,200 number.
2: A long shot in the QB market. Great stuff, as always, Jeff. That is Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter. We are up against it. But have a great weekend. Enjoy the play in action tonight. Enjoy Carey Price's debut in a year this evening. We'll see you next week.